So, I'm new to the podcasting. I'm starting this podcast because I realize I need to talk. I need to get things off my chest. And I feel like without being judged, it's best if I come here. And it's more so my inner thoughts and what I'm dealing with from a day-to-day as being a essential worker, working in the healthcare field as a medical assistant, and a phlebotomist during this whole 2020 pandemic, and also with dealing with issues within myself that I'm currently realizing that it affected me. And just to let people, my listeners, know that mental illness is real. And it doesn't label you as being crazy. It doesn't label you as being insane. It just means that something phys- like mentally is bothering you that is dealing with your mental state. And it's getting, I realize how mental health doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter age, race, color, nothing. Like It doesn't matter height, size, or anything. Mental health is real, and it's witnessed it firsthand, you know, due to my mom having a mental health issue, which is due from drugs, uh, related to drugs. My brother, my twin sister, which were not identical, but they're all related to drugs. So, and their diagnosis uh, are more serious than what I'm dealing with mentally. Which my mental, what I'm dealing with mentally, I kind of figure out where it's coming from, where it started at. So I'm pinpointing, putting two and two together. And it's like, it's affecting my relationship. It's affecting me as a person. It's affecting me in my day-to-day life. It affects, affects me. And I never thought something this small could be something that's so big to so with me as myself I feel like I diagnosed myself um I didn't really know about, so much about mental health of uh, illness until becoming a medical assistant and actually working um uh, with behavioral health patients and witnessing mental health illness different types firsthand and also being in school for nursing and having psychology and reading about it and literally being able to read a psychology book and say, that's me. That's me. Like, I'm that, that's, it's, I'm like, I'm reading me, a chapter of me. But I realized my trust issues are bad, which I didn't think that trust issues was a mental illness. Some people don't think so, but trust issues literally mess with you mentally. It really mess you up. It really have you thinking things are not really even there because of your trust issue. Like, my trust issue is so bad to where I don't even trust the mechanics with fixing my car, like taking it to the shop. And I feel like it's only because my trust was... They neglect, like, they, how can I put it, like, the reason why I don't trust, okay, let's just put it like this, sorry, let's go back. I 
trust you, if I meet you. It's like you have to do something to me for me not to trust you. And it don't matter who it is. If I go to, example, if I go to Take 5, get an oil change, but my car's running fine before they get the oil change, now I feel like Take 5 then did something to my car to where I don't trust taking my car to Take 5. To where it's like one thing can mess it up for everybody. And that's how I feel when it comes to my relationship. Because one past relationship I didn't realize, realize had so much effect on my present relationship. And I understand I deal with the trust issue. So I trust issue. I have my diagnosis from myself and I would by actual physical um, therapist. But. When I finally, you know, find the right one to talk to and feel like they're not going to judge me anything, then I will seek someone when I feel like it's at that point. Because right now, I don't feel like what I'm dealing with requires medication. Yes, it may require just some talking. Yes, I understand because I'm currently in a relationship that the therapist might tell me, oh, the best way to get over my trust issues and be able to trust someone in a relationship is to actually be by myself. But I realized, how do you get over trust issues being by yourself when you don't have the trust issue within yourself? Is how I feel. So, yes, I'm fine if I'm by myself. Yes, if I don't have to worry about this person, feel like this person is going to do me wrong like the rest or lie to me or anything like that or cheat. Yes, it's easy to not have to deal with those problems when you're by yourself because the power is the problem doesn't exist at that moment because it's you. So I feel like they're going to tell me something that I know that's not what I want to hear when I know it's to be in a relationship. But my thing is, how do you be in a relationship and get over your trust issue that have nothing to do with your previous spouse or person in a relationship with? It's because what you dealt with in the past and it was like a repeat oh, for me over and over and over and over and it didn't matter the color the race or anything is I feel like it was a repeat and now I'm at the point to where I feel like is it me or is it them because my past relationship I dated you know guys that were like um didn't have a, a disability or anything like they can walk my um current relationship is my boyfriend is a quadriplegic and I know my trust issues so bad because he's a quadriplegic so he's paralyzed from the nipple line down so but like if you see him it's like he's like got a walk in my state and it's like I find myself not trusting him only because I feel like what I've been through in the past and I feel like, oh, just because you're in the chair, that don't mean anything. Guys going to be guys. And it don't matter how much you, this girl treats you and and treats you like a king and, you know, never cheat on you and just do everything. And it's like you rather have that, I feel like rather have that ratchet one, that one that's just straight, just disrespectful, out to get you for your money. And, and I feel like those are the ones who, get married. You know, I was married before, but I'm just saying, like, but this, 
get married and live that life and all this other stuff and have the perfect guy. But it's like when you the perfect girl, it's like why am I the one that's getting played? Why am I the one being cheated on? And it's like it's hard. So yeah, I find myself not trusting him when he's quite pleased, but it's just I came into a relationship and I told him from the get go, like, I have these trust issues that I'm dealing with, which he was all willing to deal with and everything. And, you know, but I just feel like, how can I not trust somebody that's in a chair? But I feel like if I want you, then I know the next person going to want you. And it's and like I told him, when they see me with them, that's when they going to all want to be in his DM and ask a question and want to see how he's doing, which it happened. As soon as he posted a picture of me and we saw we was together and it's like the DMs start coming in and and I'm looking like, oh, is this like y'all didn't want them then, but now that I got them, then all of y'all want them. And, you know, that kind of plays a part, I guess, with trust issues and stuff like that. But then I realized I have the PTSD from my previous relationships, which, um you know, plays a part as, as well to where I didn't been, like, those, like, I would go into, them be different episodes, like, one day, I just, each day tell about all the different relationships I dealt with, but not in one segment, one episode, I guess is what we're calling it, but each day it might be something different, or it might just be weekly, you know, to give you something to look forward to tuning in, but I didn't deal with the lies from the preacher's kid and uh, uh, just just everything. Like, y'all just won't believe, like, what I've been through. Like, when I tell people my story, they don't understand. How do you trust? They, like, how do you even still want to be with anybody after what I've been through? And the only way I feel like that I still be with people after, with guys after what I've been through is because I know that there's love out there. I know that eventually one day these uh, trust issues will go away and then i'm not just dealing with the trust issue but i'm also dealing with pcsd which i stated was from previous relationships which the reason i have trust issues now because at first back then i mean i didn't have trust issues it's like i didn't worry about if you left out i didn't worry about if i went to work i didn't worry about if you walked to the store i didn't worry about if your grandma was calling you from a new cell phone number like I didn't worry about those things, but like now, it's like I worry about every little thing. Like you just pick your phone. Like I can sit there on my phone all day, and oh, scroll, 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 like, 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 like. But like soon he pick his phone up, then I'm like, oh, you doing a lot of scrolling, you doing a lot of this and that. But it's like since I had to sit back and check myself and be like, but you do the same thing. So how can you ever be mad if he's scrolling when you're scrolling? So for like what's good for the goose, good for the gander. So it's like, okay. But my inner self gets the best of me to where it's like sometimes there's things that's not there. Like there's nothing. It's just in my head I just feel like it's the same thing. It's the same thing because I... Then listen to my woman intuition in the past relationship, and that's how I got played when someone was telling me, hey, he doing this, this, and that, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, no, 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 you ain't right. But then eventually, 
everything come about and everything that my inner self woman intuition was trying to tell me was true. Also, I found myself dealing with, I would say, a slight paranoia. Not paranoia when I'm looking, watching my bag, like someone's going to just, like, kill me and everywhere I go. But it's the paranoia of the things I've been through reoccurring. And it's, like, looking for it. And it's being there. It's like, I'm like, oh, this is the sign. Oh, that's the sign. And people don't realize, like, these mental issues are real they are like they are actually real and they affect you to where you you don't realize it until you get older or if you even ever realize it but I'm just here to talk about that and then I realized I have anxiety found that out from hurricane when the year of hurricane Irma hit Florida because my twin sister down there she ups and left me you know, and went and moved down there and um, with her girlfriend, her son. And something happened to where she had to end up going to prison, Florida's prison. And, you know, just worried and panicking about her and, and stuff like that. And my nephew, so where I remember getting a call from her girlfriend, you know, telling me, crying 6 in the morning that, hey, um... I'm taking your nephew um, to my mom's house with me because at the time they stayed with a friend. They stayed in like a little single row house like building. And she was crying like because I remember because Irma wasn't supposed to hit them as hard. But uh, Hurricane Irma took a turn and she said we're going to get hit and we'll get hit hard. All I remember was panicking, panicking, panicking. I was already panicking and didn't know what this feeling was. I like, couldn't breathe and something heavy went on me. And I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. But I didn't realize what it was. So, you know, speaking with my doctor, you know, she diagnosed me with anxiety and played, gave me some medication to help with it. But it's like it wasn't helping because on some fact, there's my sister and my nephew and, you know, family that's about to get hit with this. But, um, you know, she come calling me, told me they're going to get hit, and they're going to get hit hard. And all I could do is get out of bed that morning and just jump up and pray, 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 talk to God, begging and pleading, begging and pleading, to where I had to take and do a Facebook recording live, which, you know, I listed a hot mess. Like, I still got that video on my Facebook page, but it was a hot mess. But I knew I had to pray. I knew I had to get one, two or more, peop- more people to agree with me when I was praying and say amen so that my prayers could be answered. And thank God my sister was okay in prison. My nephew and his and my sister's girlfriend was fine. Like there was nothing. They was just cool, still had lights and, and all of that stuff, um and everything. So everything was just fine, but you know, I didn't realize what anxiety was and it's like to feel the full effects of what people go through. But not as bad. It was like to the day I still get anxiety, but I can associate it to the anxiety. I know what this feeling is that I'm feeling now. But and then I got like my mom, my sister, and my older brother, or twin sister. I mean, was all diagnosed with the paranoid schizophrenia due to drugs because you know I had to ask, like being working at the. Um, 
clinical behavioral health patient, I had to ask, like, is it hereditary? And that's, they told me, yeah, but it's only depending on if it's, I guess, was it due to drugs? But I know if I use drugs, then there's a chance. Is it looking, uh, is it a 46, no, not 46, 41% chance that I would develop the same thing. And, um, but yes, but it's a lot, and I just needed to come, like, just right, just recording this one first podcast. I feel so much relief just talking about what I'm dealing with. But the same is just to talk about, just letting everybody know, like, mental health issues. Like, if I coming on here to talk about something different and what I went through that day, because even with work, it's anxiety. There's, um, like almost like a mental breakdown that goes along with working during this pandemic. It's like doing the screening for the COVID nineteen for patients coming in through the door, screening to make sure you don't have any concerns that they haven't come in contact and we tested positive for the coronavirus. But it's like to deal with the attitudes and the frustration. Like we're all frustrated during this time. But to have to stand there and me, I'm like the most cheering, smiling person ever. Like when I call my patient on the phone, they already know who it is without even, they say I ain't had to see the number, just your voice and you smile. You smile when I'm there and you smile on the phone. They just can hear the smile in me, but they don't realize either. Yes, I smile, but it's like sometimes there's days when I'm hurting, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, but I know that I can't show it. And then it's like when I get home, it's like, it's almost just a breakdown. It's like I could talk to my significant other, but it's not the same. I actually just venting, venting because I feel like everyone else would judge you because they know you. Or they just be like, oh, it's just work. Oh, you just had a long day, a long week, long trip. No, it's not just that. I know me and I know there's something else that is physically bothering me deep down inside. 